Welcome to Hawk Talk, Isma Hawk's Geek Culture Podcast, where we talk about geek stuff, nerdy stuff, and all sorts of awesome. My name is Danny Sh- I mean, Keanu Reeves. Keanu! Keanu! And joining me today is the lovable band of degenerates, Noel Shefflin. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. <laughs> Jeremy Lee. Oh, that young... <laughs> Oh, and, and reintroducing <laughs> the one and only. <laughs> well, actually, there's another one too. So the what? Remember? Yeah, another, we had one of them ask us a question. Guys, oh, the other Ashley Marie. Yeah, dude. I guess you're not the one and only. <laughs> yeah, you're the two and secondly. <laughs> <laughs> but you're one of a kind in our eyes. Okay, Aww. Ashley Marie. <laughs> What's that? So uh, Tony couldn't be here today because he's trying he's to get. ugly. Oh. Yeah, he, he is. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's very true. He's trying to get an edumacation and... Oh, by the way, I'm Danny Shepard. Uh, yeah, he's not actually I'm Keanu, not, guys. I'm not, I'm oh, not actually Keanu. Fooled ya. So you guys were super excited to see Keanu. 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 Good lord. How does it feel to be the one, Keanu? It feels good. <laughs> hey, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> Where's Tony right now? Tony, Tony's probably like... <laughs> He'll wish that he, that he was here to oh do man, this. He's so going to be flaccid. so mad that we're doing the Keanu Reeves and he's not even here. Uh, Him and his hair. Yeah, Tony usually pulls his his ponytail, his his man bun out. And he whips and his just, like, hair back and forth. his hair back and forth, yeah. Oh, my lord. <laughs> he's right, well, livid. He's flaccid. What? He's, what? Um, <laughs> took it there already. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, there's a lady afoot. <laughs> lady afoot. afoot. Okay, well, uh, so we have some topics today that we're going to talk about. Yeah, hot topic. Um, oh, super hot topics, bro. <laughs> the hottest of topics. <laughs> oh, jeez. The hottest of topics. You guys talk about something because I'm bringing up the topics. <laughs> okay, so booty, 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 rocket. Oh, all right. <laughs> so talk about something, not sing terrible songs. Not sing terrible songs. All right. Well. What is that? I only know terrible songs. From okay. Terrible songs. Okay, so the person you who know. asked this topic didn't give us his name. Oh, anonymous. My Lord. Uh, or if they did give us, if he did give us his name or she, uh, we I apologize for. Oh my god! You know what? Not writing your name down. It's too late. I'm hey. 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 Are you? Are, are you one of those uh, sand people? <laughs> oh god, man. <laughs> so. It's Mahogsky Culture Podcast, where we talk about stupid stuff, stupid stuff, and all kinds of stupid stuff. <laughs> so the first topic is an interesting one. It's a fun one. <clears throat> if super, if a bloodthirsty Superman was on a rampage, killing everyone in sight, what team of heroes or villains would you, what team would you form to take form. down a bloodlust Superman? Hmm. Mm. Definitely Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> JK, guys. JK. JK. Probably. <laughs> Doomsday and Batman. Yeah? It's Doomsday three. and Batman, and who else? Doomsday. Three. You can't just have two on your team. Do- three. Dooms- really? You'd go with Doomsday? He's Doomsday? not really controllable. You'd go with Doomsday? Well, Doomsday. he could be a distraction. I mean, Batman can use him. That's true. Batman would Batman be able to use him as a distra- distraction. Yeah. Yeah. That young distraction. Young distraction. Interesting. Interesting. A bloodthirsty Superman. Mm, mm. Like a vampire. Yeah. Nope. Not so, like a vampire. I am not a vampire. vampire. No, I, 
So you can't hide in a house and not invite him in. <laughs> that, that would not work. No, that doesn't, that doesn't work. Not, not a vampire. I feel Are like you you're sure? misunderstanding uh, this Okay, question. so imagine, imagine the end of Man of Steel when he's just like, spoiler for Man of Steel, I guess, <laughs> when he's just like, him and Zod are just like destroying the entire Everything. city. Imagine that, except he actually wanted to do it. So <laughs> like, he really is leveling cities. Hmm. And it doesn't need to be DC heroes. I was just Marvel about to ask too. that. Okay, yeah, cool. Marvel heroes too. Uh, then I would definitely put Dr. Manhattan on my team. For sure. Oh yeah. Okay. Doctor Manhattan's kind of a bro, kind of OP. Yeah. Bro. So is Superman. So I mean, it's only <laughs> fair. Uh, that's true. <laughs> uh, honestly, all I need is Doctor Manhattan. But if I need more, uh, yeah, Doctor Manhattan. Man- <laughs> uh, Xavier. Doctor Drake Manhattan. All right. Doctor right. Drake Manhattan. Doctor. Yeah. <gasps> Doctor New York. <laughs> <laughs> professor New York. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, so Doc. Actually, I have a professor and a doctor on my team so far. <laughs> Very educated team. <laughs> And then I don't need anyone else, so I'll just throw in Robin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about you, Amory's? Um, okay, Amory's. so I pick Batman because he's already basically beat Superman, or not necessarily, but no, he but can do right, it. Yeah. He can do it. And I feel like this is more like Sup- Batman when he beat Superman in The Dark Knight Returns. It was because Superman kind of had like a willpower sort of thing. Well, like, he wasn't he, trying his, to kill him. Yeah. yeah, that's true, that too. But... With the help of the Flash, because I love the Flash, and Martian Manhunter, because he's OPAF. Yeah, O-Path. Martian, Martian O-Path. Dan Hunter is pretty OP. That's right, guys. O-Path. Martian mm. Dan Hunter. Uh, oh, Doctor Dan Hatton. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Dan Hatton. Rob, Rob Dan. <laughs> but you can't. You can't do Xavier. You can't. You're gonna try, and you're gonna make me like throw up on you. Professor Xdanvier. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Germ Germ? Or did you already pick Dark Side? I, yeah, pretty good. How about you? Okay. So, so wait, you said wait, you said Dark Side. Oh no, you said uh, Doomsday. Doomsday and Batman. Yeah. Doomsday. Yeah. What about Goku? I guess you can have Goku. That young Gok. Yeah, settle <laughs> settle settle the argument. Okay. Uh I don't know. We don't know how strong Goku is now that he's turning like blue haired Super Saiyan God. Pretty sure it's at least nine thousand. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's got <laughs> it's gotta be over nine thousand. Mm. Every time I tweet it's over 9,000, someone with the Twitter account of Napa says, What? 9,000? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. always makes my day. Uh, day so, night. my team, since you guys pretty much said everyone I wanted to say, <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to be creative and pick someone different. Uh, so, first, I would say Thor and Shazam. Nice. Uh, so, Superman, his, his one of his biggest weaknesses is magic. Is magic. So him being able to magic wielding characters like Thor and his magic hammer mm-hmm. and Shazam, whose powers are pretty much all based in magic, could definitely take him on on a physical level. And then uh, if I'm looking for like a strategist, I'd have Batman pulling the strings behind nice. the scenes. And uh, I would want to have the Flash. My concern about the Flash is he's super fast and can do a lot of crazy stuff. But can he hit Superman hard enough? Yeah, to, he's fast, Superman's but he's not man. furious. Yeah, he's not <laughs> furious. You know what I, I, I saw? I, I was looking this up uh, earlier today because I was like, can Superman break adamantium? Hmm. Can he break adamantium? Because I was thinking, like, what if Superman fought Wolverine? It's like an unbreakable, you know, an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Yeah. So... You can have Superman who's just like pummeling him all day, but like he's not breaking adamantium. So I Googled it. And from according to the people who probably know more than me, <laughs> Superman 
can break adamantium, and but adamantium can break Superman's skin with enough force. So I was thinking, like, if you saw Superman fighting against mm. Wolverine and Thor, and Thor just chucked him as yeah. hard as he could into Superman with his claws, like, those claws could actually ah. do some damage. But then I was also thinking about, wouldn't it be awesome if we did, like, a minute matchup, a Superman versus Wolverine and we're not actually going to do this, but the ending, <laughs> the ending would be like, you see Superman like grab Wolverine and then just like slowly ripping him to pieces and, Jesus. It, and you just see his adamantium bones like fly everywhere. You mean like he's crushing the skull in and just caving in you see it like, Like super cool like that. Good lord. So, so this, is what, this is what I think about on a daily basis. Those are my Wait, thoughts. so Wolverine can regenerate, but if his adamantium bones bend... Or morph, how does he bend them back? Or does it just. I guess it would just. Yeah, like just like that. For those who, who couldn't see that, Danny okay. was making movements. I, I'm just like moving my hands in like really snappy ways. That black, that black, or that Scarlet Witch. That's what I was thinking. Like, okay. Yeah, the way her fingers were in, in uh, Age of Ultron, like, where she was like. I was like, ugh, <laughs> it looks so gross. Okay, hold up. So did you want us to go into why we picked our superheroes for our team since you kind of did that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't want you, I, I feel like it's not very interesting. No, you're you guys absolutely just right. <laughs> Jeremy, why would you pick uh, Doomsday? Doomsday just seems like a very physical threat to Superman. And if he's uncontrollable, it can be a distraction, distraction yeah. while Batman's working behind the scenes. All right. You didn't choose a third. You just said Doomsday oh, and Batman. you're supposed to choose three? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Unless uh, you want to just do oh, two. Oh, uh, how about Gandalf? Nice. <laughs> the, wait, the white or the gray? Gandalf the white. The okay. White. Gandalf the white. Hell yeah. <laughs> you shall not pass. Wow, spot on. I know. Okay. <laughs> That's what I've been told. Keanu. Whoa. Whoa. Keanu. You know what? I changed my mind. I would just pick Keanu Reeves. Oh, I mean, just Keanu. Oh, just the, the actor versus Superman. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Keanu Reeves from, from Speed. Nope, just the actor. Just the actor. Okay. <laughs> Did you guys hear that they're making a... Keanu Reeves, the actor, plus... Uh, what's his name? The dude? Swayze? No. <laughs> the dude Swayze? No, from Con Air. The dude. Oh, uh... Nick Cage? Nick Cage? <laughs> oh, yeah. Nick from, Cage with a mullet. Nick Cage from Con Air. <laughs> that golden accent. <laughs> Just knocks it out of the park. Uh, I would pick Dr. Dan Hatton because he is omnipresent he can pretty much erase superman from history with like no like which is like a flick of his pinky yeah you you pick flick of the, flick you of the seriously race. pick the most flick okay the character like manhattan <laughs> isn't even a human anymore he he literally is a god literally. that is true literally like literally he can be literally. in multiple places at one time he could do he can tell but his biggest weakness time. his biggest weakness is apathy so it's there's a chance that superman could beat him because manhattan gets bored and just it's just like but screw how this that's how? true. No, that, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just Maybe saying. that he doesn't give a crap. He doesn't want to fight him back. He doesn't, yeah, give, he doesn't if, give a poop. Even if Ma Dr. Manhattan doesn't fight Superman back, how is Superman going to no, defeat true. Manhattan? Exactly. Good point. No. For argument's sake, can you take, take him another, out? Another, okay. Another, okay. <laughs> because I like to hear, because literally Xavier and Robin are just sitting there like <laughs> tapping their foot. That is true. Waiting for Manhattan to erase, like, like literally in popcorn. an instant. All right. I forget that Manhattan is probably the most OP character in fiction. He probably Sup is. Superman is a close second. Superman's close. Uh, Galactus but is pretty pretty powerful. Like I was Galactus looking up on him. Pretty, I don't know enough about Galactus. 
He, he, he is, eats he planets. He eats planets. <laughs> oh. Superman got smashed. He was sandwiched by two different planets. But he didn't eat them, did he? And he was like in the sandwich. He was in the middle. Two planets colliding. And then Superman was just like... He was just like... (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. I can only imagine what happened to the gravity on those fucking planets. Like people that were occupying those planets were just dying. (laughs) (laughs) They're just all dying. Oh, dude, yeah. Uh, Oh, man, Superman, you're a killer. Um... So, okay, I'll take out Dr. Dan Hatton. Uh, I'll keep Xavier. He can uh, do that young, that young mind control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that would, that would be a pretty mm-hmm. good fight against soups. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kryptonite mm-hmm. Man. Kryptonite Man. <laughs> Kryptonite Man. You know, I would like Zod on my team because I'd like a, a familiar player in the game. I feel like that would raise the stakes, and Zod no, is from the same planet. Did somebody say steak? Did somebody say potato? Okay. Hey, <laughs> uh, uh, Marie's. What up, um, girl? Hello. Um, okay, so I think I choose Martian Manhunter because he would totes bagotes get in the head. Like, that's... Whoa. He's like the mental... He's the whole mental factor. Yeah. And then um, Batman is strategic and Batman's awesome. And he's clearly, like, fought Superman before. So he sort of has prior knowledge yeah. and then the flash he knows I the game the, yes he knows the game, the game of, of thrones, thrones. wow Closer. he knows batman knows the game the, the game, game the rapper yeah wow that's crazy <laughs> i didn't know that they were buddies uh, really well what a small world god damn it anyway <laughs> god damn it uh, <laughs> i wonder if they go robin together no jeez <laughs> oh, uh Martian Manhunter is a really great choice, yeah. especially because I imagine the Superman is like if he is like bloodthirsty and he's just out to kill, then I imagine he's not thinking super strategically, and that's where like yeah. Batman and Martian Manhunter yeah. could really like come up with a plan to stop him because he's he really is just destroying stuff for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a pretty cool, yeah, pretty cool topic, pretty quail, pretty quail co- beans, quail beans. Well, what are you gonna do? Hey, so. Uh, you guys don't realize this, oh, man. but while we were on our way back from <laughs> California, uh, Jeremy was oh, on oh, one, you guys. Yeah. So uh, well, we didn't say this last week, but when we were on our way back from seeing the Avengers premiere, it was late at night. Uh, we didn't leave until like 10 p.m. And we're driving back and Jeremy's he drove to and he's driving from. So he's driving. He drove us all the way to L.A. and then we saw the movie and then he's driving us back. So. I, I, we imagined he was. Mind tired. you, I offered I could have driven, and we could have been spared this 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 beautiful time that we had. So, yeah. so me, Tony, and Noel were having a conversation like you know normal human beings, <laughs> and then we'd ask Jeremy his opinion on something. And, and all- what would your response be, Jeremy? Literally, <laughs> <laughs> so, be like, oh, we'd be like, dude, uh, I think my favorite part of the movie was you know was the way they did Quicksilver. What did you think, Jeremy? <laughs> and we're just like. Tony could not handle it. Tony was cracking up, you guys. <laughs> and this went on for hours. And it never got old. Yeah. And it never stopped either. Nope. Until we park the car. I feel like it just wasn't just that day. Even if we're just driving and it's just quiet, he just goes, ah! Just yeah, randomly. Of course. Out oh, I'm of glad he does it with you, too. Just... I'm glad we're not the only victims here. <laughs> oh, man. You was on one, homie. Yeah, so that was great. That was a that was a fun little aside to our to our story. Our story. Segway. The next topic, uh, actually, I forgot to set my timer, so I don't know what we're at. Jeremy, what are we at? 
We're at 20 minutes. 20 minutes, okay. Poop! So we got 40 about left. That young Math. Ford. That young Sweet. Gandalf. Math. Okay, so um, the next toppy top that we were toppy going top. to discuss is... Actually, someone asked me this, and I want to get their name. Okay. Sorry, guys. I haven't been very good at keeping track of everybody's <laughs> name. me insane um, <laughs> from our good old pal cameron jones follow him on twitter he's at senage four eight one five one six two three four two. Oh, that's nice and easy that was at s-e-n-o-j four eight one five one six two three four two really cameron come on bro such a long name uh so his question was a really awesome one. Do you guys consider yourself YouTubers or just aspiring filmmakers? Hashtag Hawk Talk. Mm. Hawk Talkic. So who would like to begin this? This. So Ashley. Okay, I was, I was going to pipe in anyways. Yeah. So personally, like how I see you guys, I see you guys as like filmmakers, but you're utilizing like your resources, a.k.a. YouTube, to get your work out there. So not necessarily making the videos specifically for YouTube, but like for yourselves, like to better yourselves and, and your skills. And YouTube just happens to be the medium. And yeah. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And yeah, basically. So not specifically doing it just for YouTube, but for more than just YouTube. Right. What do you consider to be a YouTuber? Um, I consider like a YouTuber just kind of, hmm. Like, you know, Nigahiga, is yeah. that, he kind of like, he specifically makes videos just for YouTube for the people on YouTube versus like you guys are making your, your films for not just, I don't know how to explain it. Not just for YouTube. It's for, for more than just that. A wider audience. It's yeah. For, a wider it's audience for, for like everyone tube, world tube. <laughs> do you, do you think the fact that our stuff is, is specifically a bit more cinematic and we're actually making that, like, like that has something to do with it? That also, yeah, that has something to do with it. I feel because like YouTubers normally, well, I guess YouTubers can have like a s sort of cinematic feel to it. Sorry. She's <laughs> <laughs> getting even closer to the mic. <laughs> um, because well, I feel like you guys just didn't specifically just do it just for YouTube, though. Because yeah. a lot of people just make their videos specifically only for YouTube. Mm -hmm. and well, that's, what does that mean? Like, just for YouTube? Well, kind of like how some people just make a Twitter just to tweet. Okay. Like, like just for YouTube as in vlogs and Yeah, vlogs stuff like and that. Little, little skits and stuff. But you guys kind of do it for like more than that. Sketch comedy. Right. But then, what about Key and Peel? Because they do sketch comedy, but that's like a whole TV is a channel. But there's yeah, is a difference with them because they are on a show? Yeah. Like on a TV, actual TV show on TV? Yeah. I feel like, well, yeah, because there's, they, they made a career out of it, sort of. You guys are working towards your career. YouTuber is kind of a hobby. You guys have a career. Okay. I can there, see that. <clears throat> I, I definitely see where you're coming from. Now, we have only released our content on YouTube. I know, but like, I feel like you guys aren't specifically just focusing just to hit YouTubers. Yeah. You guys are kind of just, I, I don't know. Trying to get everyone. It. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> nice. What do you think, Noel? I think we're filmmakers. Yeah. I think we're filmmakers utilizing the, the biggest 
resource. The biggest resource and the most, the medium that's going to give us the most exposure that we can access right now. Right. And we're, we're working our way up to the big time. Yeah. That's what I think. What about you, Lee? We are filmmakers. Yeah. Because <clears throat> we are, every filmmaker has tried to figure out a way to make it into the industry. Industry being like mainstream Hollywood, you know, wide mm-hmm. release, uh, big budget movies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is just one of our paths. 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 To make it into the industry. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. not just doing it just because we were, like Ashley said, like a hobby. Yeah. Stunting is a hobby. Although some YouTubers sort of... have YouTube as a career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. But their main goal isn't to make it into the industry. It's just to, like, be a personality. Yeah. 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 Internet personality. To use internet But then YouTube. what about... You know the Hollywood sisters? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are they filmmakers or are they YouTubers? See, I was actually going to uh, to broach that that question specifically next, is that I would consider Freddie Wong and Quarter Digital and Brandon JLA, I would consider them to be filmmakers um, who are using YouTube and the There's online medium, medium as a platform. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> because... The thing is, I think I don't think I, I wouldn't consider someone calling me a YouTuber. I don't consider that as a derogatory term. I don't have no. yeah. offense mm-hmm. to it. Exactly. Of course, and they're like, "Oh, you're a YouTuber." Uh, I'm like, "Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't bother me because we are." I can see how people think we are YouTubers. I can see how they think that that's just what we want to do. The fact that we want to break into the uh, to the actual film industry and work in Hollywood and act in Hollywood movies and be a cinematographer for feature films, mm-hmm. I think is a is where that separates a little bit because our end goal is not to make YouTube our sole living. It is providing us yeah. with everything we need right now and helping get our name out there, etc. So I would consider us to be YouTubers as well as filmmakers, but I'd say if like if we were one, we're filmmakers all day. We make films, we Hell make yeah. we tell stories. Nightwing the series is is the biggest example of that. The and you asked, uh, are the Hollywood sisters YouTubers? Here's here's the the thing. The Hollywood sisters are really talented filmmakers, but I think they are using their talent for YouTubing. And the reason why is because they're for not just YouTubing, huh? For just YouTubing. From what I've seen. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but here here's the thing. Like, their videos are made are like really high production value quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, parody videos of movies using songs already in existence, right? Mm-hmm. So the the separation of that, and I, I know how someone could say like, oh, well, you guys just do uh, videos or like short films or web series based off of comic book characters that are already in existence. I think the difference is is that like they do that in Hollywood too. They, you know, the, you're given a script or a character like yeah. Batman and then Christopher Nolan, a filmmaker, will go and tr- adapt that script or that character into a movie, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. I think, what we're doing. Where everything else, like the character and the story are based off of something else, but at the, at the end of the day, the music, the, the acting, the, everything is, mm-hmm. is, very, uh, is very original. So this is why I think like the Hollywood sisters are filmmakers and YouTubers, but I, I feel like they're more on the side of more on the side of youtuber they're amazingly talented though mm-hmm. like their oh, stuff yeah. is really good and they're super sweet uh and they're super super gorgeous babely. yeah <laughs> babely. i'm they're, like hey what up <laughs> yeah. okay they're very attractive you know i consider 
Let's uh, these... let Noel and Danny go on a double date with the Hollywood sisters. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> okay. Don't don't tweet at them. Don't be don't be weird. Don't, guys. Don't be weird we'll guys. see them at VidCon. Yeah. yeah, we saw them last year, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I consider like these superhero movies that are coming out now to just be high budget fan films. Yeah, they just technically have the Absolutely, they just have the budget and the yeah. license to do it, like mm-hmm. to officially yeah. release it in theaters. The budget and the driver's license for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mrs. Boats. What? Mrs. Boats. So, what do you consider? I mean, like uh, you asked, do you, do you, the Hollywood sisters? Did you you asked if we consider them filmmakers? What do you consider? What do you want? I don't. I'm not sure actually. What is a filmmaker? Person who makes Maker films, of but films. what's yeah. a, like? Just specifically, like, filmmaking as in telling stories through the medium of film? Yeah, that would be what I would... So would they... Regardless cons- of what definition you're going to come up with, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that is... Like, no, I'm yeah. not talking I'm just saying, like, I feel so like that... So filmmakers are people who... Artists who tell stories using the medium of film. Mm-hmm. So right. with the Hollywood sisters, are they telling stories through their music videos? That's such a, that's such a yeah, basic that, definition, though. Like, any vlogger... Could be could fall under that category, or any someone anyone who does sketch comedy could yeah. fall under that category because it's it was, it's a good it's a good so, uh, so Key and Peele they are filmmakers Key and Peele are they or are they just doing like sketch Key comedy Peele are actors yeah, yeah. Well, they, they are, are the actors and writers there are other people who are filmmaking those the who are directing mm-hmm. and editing and hmm. and. Doing those projects, uh, filmmaking, uh, according to Wikipedia, oh, is Wikipedia. filmmaking, or in an academic context, film production is the process of making a film. Okay, <laughs> using the word in the definition. <laughs> filmmaking involves a number of discrete stages, including an initial story idea or commission, through script writing, casting, shooting, sound recording, and reproduction, editing, and screening. The finished product before an audience, or and screen, excuse me, there was no period there. Screening the finished product before an audience that may result in a film release and exhibition. Filmmaking takes a place in many places around the world. Range of blah blah blah, uh, yabbity jai gobbly gook. What? Typically, it involves a large number of people and can take from a few months to several years to complete. Hmm. So they're basically saying filmmaking involves anything with high production value. They pretty much that that. Description pretty much says the only thing that's considered filmmaking is making actual films. <laughs> Which like, fuck, like, that, that, <laughs> it was, a, it was a pretty black and white because it says it like include it included in the definition uh, screening the finished product before an audience. Hmm. So technically, that's I think anything. What, okay, here I think the biggest thing that sets apart YouTubers and filmmakers are YouTubers don't understand the full process. Yes, of exactly. That's film production, like the set, like the way everything yeah. runs and everything. Get closer to the mic. I'm oh, getting closer. <laughs> what? Nothing. But like, for example, people who just blog and vlog, mm-hmm. like uh, for some vloggers out there, I do not uh, keep up with vloggers at all. What's her name? Jenna Marbles. Jenna Marbles. Is she a filmmaker? No. No, she okay. just talks to the camera. She doesn't know She's how to like make a, a film. a blogger. You know what? Well, we I don't changed know my that. mind. Hollywood, is, Hollywood, those girls are filmmakers. Yeah. Okay. Because they know how to make a film. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. So, everything I said before this, 
Ignore it. <laughs> it <laughs> because, was bullshit. <laughs> because now, now that I think about it, like, and comparing them to Jenna Marbles, yeah. like, they are, they're making real stuff. And if they wanted to put that toward, like, telling an actual story, mm-hmm. their production value would be killer. Yeah. Would be, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. So they it are definitely awesome. filmmakers. Hella. I, I, yeah, I'm uh, almost surprised I was conflicted about it before. Yeah. Uh, Jack and Finn from Jack's Gap. I feel like some of these vloggers do know the process. They just don't utilize it. I think they're more like, they like photographers. Yeah. They, they're more like they, they, blog about their, they vlog about their adventures and then they like take pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? I would have to say that, I, and I've thought this for a while, like vlogging is, is certainly the easiest thing to do on YouTube. And if you get famous off of vlogging, it yields the most reward and is probably the least difficult. And for ex- the reason why I'm saying that, if you're a vlogger out there, I don't mean to disrespect. Um, but what I mean by that is that f- for what we do, for what Freddie Wong does, Quarter Digital, uh, Hollywood, like w- we are going and we are spending money on production. We are getting a huge crew together. There's long hours in editing, visual effects. You need a music. You need a, a like an actual composer. composer. You need a, a ton of equipment. And all this extra work, there's a ton of work and people involved in making a single thing that we do. But then you look at a vlogger and the the highest, the biggest thing you know that they do is like affording a nice camera yeah. and then a really nice, interesting looking set, uh, having a great online presence and personality. Mm-hmm. Like those things are, are more in tune with the person and less in tune with the like, process. The process. The process. Exactly. Process. Should I like segue Vitamins. into the next topic the about the process? Maybe I, th- I feel like we're still in this one. The unless anybody, unless you guys think we're done with. Uh, I just want to say process one more time. Process <laughs> in, into the process. Yeah. Yeah. Process. Yeah. Brohio. Yeah. No. I, I feel yeah. like now that on. we're talking I, I about bro. the process. Yeah. Process. So the next topic that we actually had. Do do it worked. Do do. <laughs> uh, the next toppy top we have is the process of filmmaking. So I guess we're just going to segue immediately into that. Hello. Um, Jeremy, you're you're the most fresh out of film school. Fresh. By the way, fresh. everybody, Jeremy is graduating... What, what day the is today? 16th? 16th. Saturday? So Jeremy is graduating on the 16th of May. Now is, is the this, month of May. Which is this Saturday, so he's graduating film school and only took him 15 years. <laughs> so everybody make sure to text, or uh, not text, you, you don't have his number, I'm not going to give it to you. That would be insane. It's three. It's, yeah, it's 111 Uh Anyway, sorry. Uh, make you sure you guys... just gave out someone's phone number. <laughs> it's 8675309. Uh but make sure you guys tweet at Jeremy. Say hashtag congratulations on graduating, Jeremy. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> Hello. Oh, and tweet at Ashley and say hashtag JeremGF. Yeah. So I love it all. So yeah, everybody, make sure you congratulate Jeremy. We're all super proud of him, which Hell means yeah. that hopefully videos will start being pumped out more efficiently in terms of time. A fish. Because now we don't have to worry about Jeremy going to school. Yeah, we we gonna Pump get hurt for your graduation. <laughs> Get pumped like no. Get what? <laughs> I, want, I want to pump you I up. I want to pump you up. <laughs> I want to pump you up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, I, I know this is, has a lot to do with filmmaking right now, but uh, hashtag uh, Jeremy. 
once you uh once you what about the process of filmmaking <clears throat> what questions do you have yeah actually actually you're uh, you're yeah. not a filmmaker amongst us so I this is not. sort of so i what was you like i just absolutely do not know the process at all and then so okay. like you guys say oh we're working on this and then bam you have it but i have no idea like how so where does it start so let's how not does, talk where about does it the process of filmmaking, and let's your talk about process. our process. Let's talk yeah, about your the process. Isma Hawk process. Yeah, the Isma Flame. The Isma okay. Hawk The Isma um. Flame. Okay, what? The Hawk Sess. <laughs> that face, though. Wait, move your mic so people can see it. <laughs> okay, that's someone's gonna turn that yes. into a. Well, I feel like into a mayday. When, when you guys, when you guys are making memes of the show or. Because I, I think recently we've started seeing people make memes of the show and of our Deadpool video and of Nightwing. And it's like, keep, keep doing that. <laughs> keep doing that. that. I like what you're doing. That is I awesome. I like it a lot. And they're hilarious. You guys are super smart and clever, man. Because some of those things you guys are yeah. doing. Just, uh, unlike yourself. Yeah, unlike oh myself. Oh my goodness. Certainly unlike myself. Okay. All right, well, Jeremy. Lee. With, I feel like with any process of making a film starts with an idea. And that's what we do. Like We always brainstorm different ideas. Constantly mm-hmm. writing down notes. Uh, I know some people like to keep notebooks. Just like whenever, wherever they are, they just pull it out if they have an idea and just jot something down mm-hmm. or like they put it on their phone. I like to uh, keep a dope book. I'm always, I'm always writing notes. I have so Same many here. notes in my, yeah. in my notes app on my phone for future videos, minute matchup ideas, podcast mm-hmm. topics. All, the, all that stuff is like anytime I have an idea and it always comes to me. I don't know about you guys. I only think of ideas when I'm at the gym, in bed. No, never while I'm pooping. (laughs) Uh, At the gym. Damn it, Ashley, you made me lose my mind. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. At the gym, in bed. At the gym, when I'm in bed, about to fall asleep, or when I'm in the shower. Those are the three places I come up with For me, it's when I'm in the shower, like almost the opposite order. Shower, actually shower, gym, then bed. (laughs) Gym is is the biggest one for me. I'm literally at the gym. Who is Jim? That you're Jim. Remember, you're Jimmy. Yeah, whenever we're in... right. Hashtag Jeremy is Jimmy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, They're the same person. Huh, interesting. Hashtag I nine. Always, I always get ideas when I'm watching other movies. Yeah? Oh. Yeah. Them young or inspired no, by oh, other people. Here. It's watching other movies, seeing concept art, or just seeing photography or pictures in general. You know what actually really inspires me? Is music. Whenever I'm hearing a song, okay. yes, like, me I can, too. Like oh, yeah. the, the way You're the music right. moves and the lyrics, I'm like, I can see images to this. Yes. <laughs> when I'm hearing a song, I can see the movie play out in my head. Same. Do you guys do that with like songs with lyrics or anything? Anything. See, Any I, kind of music. I do that too, but only with instrumental. Uh, orchestral, and orchestral instrumental music. Okay. Like uh, music from trailers, music from other TV shows or movies. That's that's. Anytime I see that, I always like. What about epic what movies. about porno grooves? That too. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm getting inspiration from porn. Jesus Christ. They're getting cinematically better. Yeah, Jesus Christ. All right, anyway. Oh, man. Anywho. Anywho is a bulls and Yeah, so the process. So, uh, yeah, so it always starts with an idea. Uh, it can come from anywhere. 
we try for us we try to think of like okay what can we do like i want to make this video where superman flies over here okay so we can't do this we can't have <laughs> superman fight the hulk so do what you, can noel we do? is notorious for pitching ideas so that are, are you bro <laughs> yeah but I, I always know when it's not possible but you're like yeah can we have someone's like fingers explode one at a time and then all of a sudden he's on the moon and then he's like fighting a martian and there's like a crazy spaceship battle i still and don't then the earth explodes and then a 3d version of the hulk comes out and like busts a nut every and I'm like, I still don't see how that's impossible. <laughs> and you're like, what? So you can't do that? You can't do that, bro. Okay. Amateur. <laughs> so you do think within your limits, but you try Batman to push your limit has every no time. Limits. Yeah. You try to push your limits every time. Push it like to cyborg. the limit. Like cyborg. Push 110%. It. Push it. 110. Hunt it. Hunt it. Hunt it. Hunt it. Okay. Oh. Um, so. Next step. Next step is actually getting together the team to do it. Yeah. So the next step. So if it's for like a big project, like for Nightwing, for instance, what we did is we, we brainstormed for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And then we... we you skipped writing. We brainstormed. No, no, no. That's what I was getting at. We, we, the three of us went to Danny's house and stayed there for hours until mm-hmm. we finished an extremely detailed outline of Nightwing, like 13 pages. Mm-hmm. Before, right? Here's the thing, though. If you... If you can't write or you're not a writer, then you would have but to I'm not f- a right, try to find no, someone yeah, yeah, to do yeah. that. So you yeah. would jot down your ideas, like a, a timeline or a list of things that you want to have, mm-hmm. and then have like someone help beats. you. Yeah. Yeah. Someone on Twitter asked me how we come up with our ideas. and We poop them, then we pick it up at the toilet like a fortune cookie. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> do you poop fortune cookies? Yeah, or? It's like a poopy cookie. This is insanity right now. <laughs> so they aren't made chaos. in China. <laughs> Nope, they're American-made. They're Noel-made. I have no control over this over this podcast anymore. I've lost control. No, but uh, as so as far as like coming up with ideas and stories, it's just like whatever comes to us, whatever we want to do. The reason why we do mo- a lot of superhero stuff is that that's stuff that we think about a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, we want to do other stuff too. But sometimes you guys don't watch the other stuff that we do, so so then we sit and cry. So then we sit and cry. Mm-hmm. But minute matches a lot. Minute matches a lot of crying in filmmaking. Yeah. Oh my god! There's no crying I, in filmmaking. How, how many? I, I had two or three nervous breakdowns over the course of making Nightwing, where I'm just like in the fetal position. I feel like, like that's, I have no idea that's how this understating how many nervous breakdowns you've had. Oh my god, it was insane. Hmm. Yeah, it was insane. Uh, yeah, he, so he that, dyes his hair black. It's actually completely <clears throat> white because of Nightwing. Add, add that to the list of things that you do while making a film: nervous breakdowns. <laughs> Hashtag nervous breakdowns. So, Jeremy, you you said uh, the next one was a. Uh, Getting so a crew writing. together. So after writing, after writing, you try and figure out what resources you need to, and you figure out how big your crew needs to be. And so, with making films for YouTube, it's a little different because you have to get it out on a timely basis. Yeah. So sometimes you don't have resources for a certain project, so you put it on the back burner, or you figure out a way to get make the same kind of film that you were going for but with less resources yeah, or yeah. With with whatever you have yeah yeah for those of you guys out there who are just kind of starting out at this point i'd say that us team s mahawk we want to focus on bringing every making you know stepping up our game and making everything better and better every time but if you're just starting out just get stuff out there consistency is do the, key yeah do the best you can work as hard as you can make it as good as you can with what you have and just get it out because if you guys keep sitting back and then trying to figure it out, then That's you'll all never get doing. there. Like, 
we we've never talked about the Deadpool video. Like the Deadpool video currently is. What does that sound? Oh, that was me. Um, <laughs> the Deadpool video is currently one of our most popular videos that we've ever done. But it was not. It was not an easy road getting there. Yeah, it was. But it was. That wasn't even the first time we had shot that video. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jeremy, do you kind of want to describe what kind of happened that night? By the way, I was originally playing Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That was funny. Um, so we had an original idea. It was more like a short film rather than it just... Was. It was uh, like three or four minutes long or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... We it was the same filming. idea. They were He was fighting Weapon 11. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. was this the one where you guys said that it just wasn't working out? You had to drop it? Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Yep. So we were filming at a completely different location in the middle of the night, and halfway through when we broke for lunch, we just stopped and we were like, hey, how do you guys feel about this? We just all kind of looked at each other and looked at the footage, and it's like, you know, it's all right so far. Why? But, well, why do you ask? Well... I don't know. I'm not really feeling this it's because not, it's just all right so yeah, far. Yeah, it's just all right so yeah. far, mm-hmm. and it like it's just it doesn't look like it's gonna be how we envisioned it. Yeah, and I looked at the footage and I was like, "This sucks." <laughs> and it wasn't. It wasn't. the The problems were is like anything that could have gone wrong that night did go wrong. We were having. It was super hot in a Deadpool costume. Like I couldn't even breathe. So it was hard for me to focus on. Like helping direct and also doing the video at the same time, mm-hmm. but uh, the biggest problem was like lighting the warehouse that we we were in. The, the warehouse we were in yeah. was just so flat and boring. We backed ourselves into a corner because we just got this new location and it looks awesome, but we were we did not come prepared like yeah. Star. Yeah. What? <laughs> anyway, moving on. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, like we were so excited to shoot in this big open warehouse, but first of all, we didn't have a production designer, and a production designer is the person who comes on to set and like kind of uh, makes the location look like how you want it to look in makes the film. Makes the location come to life. Yeah, makes the exactly. location look like how it's supposed to look. Exactly, and what we had was a big empty warehouse, which was awesome. Like it's, yeah. all, it's always nice to have a big empty warehouse, Yeah. but we didn't have the production design to make it look like an awesome warehouse yeah. where they could fight. It literally so, just looked like an empty room. Yeah. Also, the location didn't have power. We had to run lines from like the main office out to the warehouse, which if you have ever worked on a set and you need to light a dark space, you need power, and <laughs> there was no power there. It was a huge space, too, so yeah, we needed was, like a lot of light. Yeah, the bigger the space, the bigger the lights you need. You guys, we were powerless. Shut up. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> the, the thing is, like... Uh, like everything else was pretty okay. Like the choreography, the location wasn't bad. It was just, I think our biggest problem with that video was, uh, I think a lack of preparation and it wasn't the best location for the The movie we were making. Okay. The biggest thing about this is like, so we called it quits and we were like, uh, let's wrap it up. We had already been on set for like six hours. Yeah. So we were like, you know what? We should rethink this. Like, we mm-hmm. convene instead of wasting more time here filming the rest of what we were supposed to get, mm-hmm. uh, just rethink this and restructure the video into something that can be done mm-hmm. in a timely like, manner. And, like, next time, let's go on set and, like, literally walk through. Yeah, exactly. But the caveat to that is we knew what we could do and we knew what our resources were and what our limits were and what kind of video we could make Mm -hmm. so that's why we called it quits Mm -hmm. it's not like 
another video, for example, our original Batman Nightwing video, right. where like the video wasn't the best we've ever done, right. but on set, we just finished filming it because we were like, I don't know how to do any better. Yeah. If you know you could do better, then you might have to exactly. rethink how to do it. Yeah. We set, and that's the thing, when you guys are just starting, like there is no bar. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah, bar. Yeah, you set your own bar. We we set the bar with Nightwing, and we said that we don't want to put anything out that isn't quality work. And I'm very proud of the Deadpool video. You know, it has its flaws. It has the things that we could work on for next time. Of course, like any piece of work that we do. Mm-hmm. But I'm very proud of it. We Same did a really here, great job. You did awesome as Weapon Eleven. Thank you. Uh, Tony did amazing as Deadpool. Hell yeah, dude. Jeremy, uh, cinematography was kick ass, and Jeremy's the one who found that location. And big props go out to Rob Machado. He's the guy who worked our Steadicam and got us that awesome like 360 shot on the fight scene. A lot of those really dope shots. He, he was the one who captured that. He kicked butt. Kicked that booty. booty. So uh, at, at the end of the day, I'm so happy that we decided to call it quits because if we kept that video, you guys would have been pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like, it did not look good. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I guess that was like the production so pre-production is the idea, the writing process, and getting the crew together and planning everything. Mm-hmm. Production is actually being on set and shooting it. Mm-hmm. And then after shooting it, you go into post-production, which is all the editing and visual effects and stuff and music. So Color correction. So with the crew, yeah. oh, this is what I was going to lead into. When you're first starting out, you kind of have to just learn everything, how to do all the different processes yourself just because you can't like it's hard to find other people who are good at what they do specifically at just one job yeah Yeah. for example if you're just starting out with just you and a friend one of your friends could just be holding the camera you know he doesn't do cinematography he doesn't know how to actually film something but he's just there just a helping hand you know to hold the camera Mm -hmm. or Um, if you don't have a camera guy just set it on a tripod and yeah exactly just set it on a tripod (laughs) (laughs) exactly yep Press record. Is it rolling? Okay, cool. Ready? Go. (laughs) All right, Jeremy, so you're going to be in this shot, so I'll run the camera. All right, I'll be in the shot, so you run the camera. Yeah. All right, so we're both going to be in the shot. Throw it on sticks. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. If you can't find someone else to help you with a certain process, you just kind of have to learn it yourself. Yep. Wait, is that what you guys did for the first video? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh. Was... And three people played Red Hood. <laughs> yeah, three, three people played Red Hood. Three people played Red Fun Hood. Fun fact, a lot of people don't know this about that Batman Nightwing video. First, it was our friend Bill in the Red Hood costume. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill yes. Nye the Science Guy. Bill, then it Bill. was Jeremy in the suit for the second half of the shooting. And then, and then I'm here's the, one, the biggest twist. Yeah, I'm the one who voiced Red Hood. So I voiced Red Hood and I voiced Nightwing. <laughs> oh, man. See you guys, just go out and do it. Yeah. If you can't if you can't find people to help you, don't like fret over it. Just grab yeah. a camera and go out and do the best you can. See that that's how hard it was for us to get any help back then. Like we couldn't even get actors to help us. Now it's like actors are so so uh, many actors who want to work with us is like oh but. They're all so great. Who do we work with? I was like, we'll just keep working with the same jackasses every time. <laughs> Tony and Noel and me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so once you get some practice and you meet more people, you go to these... If you're going to film school, that's where you start networking. If you don't go to film school, go to conventions. Save up your money and go to conventions. Like VidCon. You meet a lot of great oh people. Oh my god, yeah. Like-minded people there. 
who want to do the same stuff that you want to do. One of the best, and since you mentioned VidCon, sorry to cut you off, one of the best things... I didn't mean to cut. Shut up! <laughs> one of the best things that happen over... <laughs> just... <laughs> Why are you doing to me? <laughs> sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> so, while you're fixing that... Uh, no. So... Uh, one of the best things that happened to us when we were at VidCon last year was, well, at that time we had about 30,000 subscribers. No, we had 26, no, 27,000. Okay, we had 27,000. 27,000. That young perspective, fuck. Yeah, it puts things in perspective. <laughs> uh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> I, I messed up uh, the pop filter for Noel's mic. Uh, so, basically... I ran into Greg, Greg Miller, who I, I was a huge, huge, I'm still a huge fan of him uh, at the time, but now we're friends, so it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, but uh, if you guys don't know Greg, he used to be a personality for IGN, he has his own channel, Kinda Funny Vids, and Kinda Funny Games, uh, they're both really awesome. And, they're kinda funny? Huh? Are they both kinda funny? They're actually really funny. <laughs> I don't know why it's called Kinda Funny. Like, they, <laughs> False I, advertisement. Yeah, like, I'm laughing every time. I guess, you know, it's, it's that thing where, you know, when in doubt, undersell, over deliver. <laughs> That's how it yeah, is. You're right. That young modesty. Yeah, I ran into I ran into Greg, and I just wanted to give him a t-shirt because he's a huge DC fan. Went up to him, and I handed him a shirt, and he was like, oh, cool, what are these Nightwing shirts for? I was like, it's for a web series we're making. And he watched the trailer and was like, holy crap, dude, you need to come on my show up at noon. And... Uh, I flew out to San Francisco, was on a show. Uh, he, uh, Danny's also being modest right now. He freaked out like a fangirl. No, <laughs> that's not being modest. That's trying not to look like a jackass. <laughs> it was adorable. Sorry. But yeah, I, I, was, I was pretty excited because IGN's one of my favorite sites and I was a big Greg Miller fan. But like, uh, yeah, he invited me to go. We went and we did the interview. We got food. We went and got pizza. Uh, went over to his house and played video games. It was dope. But nice. the, the awesome part of that was that... I made a connection at VidCon, and honestly, a lot of you guys are probably from IGN, for, like saw that IGN interview, and are, and that's what brought you here, because that brought us, like, we got, like, frack, like, 30,000 subscribers after that, Yeah. after that like interview that. came out. It was huge. It was huge. It was huge, and it was a connection I made only because I went up and talked to someone that I really respected and made friends with him, and he gave us that opportunity. So networking is... So huge, but it's not just networking. It's like there's so much to it. You gotta you gotta network at the right time, the right place, and the right yeah. place. Don't go up to someone while they're in the bathroom or eating dinner and try to network with them. Yeah. It's not gonna end well. Nope. Uh, they nope. want to eat. They yep. want to poop. Yep. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I mean that was if you can't afford VidCon, uh, go to NAB, which is the National Association of Broadcasters, and you can usually find free codes for that. And NAB is like the E3 for filmmaking. Mm -hmm. And like, there's a lot of, there's industry professionals there, but they're also like smaller crew who go out just to check out the cool stuff. And yeah. especially around the GoPro booth, because Quarter Digital had a panel at Adobe, and, uh, uh, who else? Devin Supertramp had mm -hmm. a panel at uh, the Glidecam booth, so you can see them there yeah. at NAB and just talk to them and like network and stuff. So yeah. and you go there for free. You can go there for free because yeah. there are free codes online. Like just Google NAB free exhibition pass. Well, they'll have to they'll have to pay for their travel to Las Vegas, which for some people might be really expensive. Yeah, so. that's fine. I mean, 
Dude, if you, if you live in California, to... you can manage the drive. California, here we come, oh. right back where we started from. California, here we come. All right, now we're done. So, but I feel like for any convention, like you're gonna have to do some travel anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So if not, just go to the comic book conventions and stuff like that in your hometown. That's something that we're gonna make a big deal out of this next year. That's my that's my uh, May resolution. <laughs> your my, my birth my birthday is on the 29th. So this is my birthday's year's resolution. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So okay, but like to try to get us. To go to mm-hmm. more conventions and, and be more active. Again, we're going to VidCon this year. If you guys want to come and say what up, hang out. What up? Uh, we'll be at VidCon this year. Cool. Um, but yeah. So, getting crew. Uh, networking, finding people who do certain jobs, specifically just that job, mm-hmm. helps out a lot. Uh, after that, once you get the crew, you plan when you want to shoot it. and Try to allocate the sketches. Mm-hmm. Allocate sketches... Especially when you're working at this level, everyone's working for free. Schedule is yeah. the biggest thing. Schedule is such a pain in the ass. Yeah, that's why it took so long. Do- and you can't like call them out for it because they're just donating their time. Yeah, so you just got to deal with it. You can't really get too mad if they bail on you either. Yeah, you could be really disappointed in them. <laughs> that's really about it. I'm really disappointed in you. You're living your own life and have yeah. responsibilities <laughs> and stuff. But whatever. To each his own. So, production. Now you're on set and you're filming. Uh, I don't know. There's so much what that else? goes on during so production. Much, especially There's also like, a lot that goes on pre-production, but this is like just the... We're going... Let, let's go over our process. Like, that's the biggest thing. We come up with our ideas. We start pulling our crew together and try to figure out times and schedules and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's why um, we won't be recording Green Arrow versus Hawkeye until the 31st because this month Jeremy's graduating and this month is like, Jeremy, you're the first person in your family to graduate college, right? Mm-hmm. This is a huge deal. So Jeremy's not going to be available for most of this month. So that's why we're waiting until, which, you know, it's totally cool. This is a huge deal. And we're all very, very Hell happy yeah, and proud dude. for you, man. Um, but that's why we'll be shooting this video on the 31st. But because scheduling is, is that. Then once we get on set... It varies from video to video. Yeah, honestly, because we, we have some goes. choreography. We don't. Sometimes we don't have some choreography. Yeah, it sometimes just depends we, on how big the project is. Yeah, yeah. How much crew you have? Because like with set. with forty eights, we literally are brainstorming as we're filming. Yeah. <laughs> a forty eight, if you guys don't know, is a forty eight hour film festival. It's basically they give us a topic, a genre, a line of dialogue, and a prop, and we have to incorporate it in a film that's about five minutes long that we we have to make in in two days. Over the course of a weekend, yeah. so yeah, forty-eight hours exactly. Yeah. So you draw the uh, the topic there. Friday at six. Yeah, Fridays at. Yep. It depends on the festival, but like at a certain hour, and then forty-eight hours from that time is when it's, it's due. Mm-hmm. So you have to make a whole complete film in that amount of time. Which is here's, insane. Here's the thing: if you guys, uh, most cities, major cities, have a forty-eight hour film festival. Enter those festivals. Me and and Jeremy have done it. You've done it a lot too, but I think I've no, done. Guys, I, think, I think I've done it one more than you. I've done maybe nine or ten. Yeah, I think I've done eight or nine. Something yeah, like that. So those, this is yeah, those really throw you into the fire and they force you to think on your feet like mm-hmm. quick, which is a crucial skill if you are into filmmaking. Absolutely, yeah. great practice able, and like brings the group together. Like yeah, mm-hmm. 
This is that. That's actually how. And you have to think of it that way. Don't think of a forty-eight as just oh yeah, it's just something fun to do. Yeah, just a little thing. A lot of people have that mindset when they go into a forty-eight, and they just come up with crap stuff and they don't learn anything from it. But to be fair, like they just want to have fun. Like they yeah. they're not taking it seriously, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you want to take filmmaking seriously, use your a forty-eight hour film festival as like something that'll push you yeah. forward much faster. Yeah. The cool thing about 48 is like it brings your team closer together. That's again how me, Jeremy, Noel, and Tony have all gotten so close is we've mm-hmm. done a lot of these together and it's 48 hours we're all pretty much together the entire time locked in a room and Tired, so delirious fun. as all hell. Delirious. Yeah. I, uh, we went to McDonald's after I think, the first 48 we did together <laughs> yeah. and I was walking in so we oh, walk no. into McDonald's. We're like, we need to get something to eat because we're literally like falling asleep in front of the computer. And uh, so we go to McDonald's. We walk in the sliding glass or not sliding glass, the the automatic. You can't see what I'm doing for those of you who can hear this. Um, Aut- automatic sliding doors. Yeah. yeah and um, so we go in, we get our food and uh, we have our food. We're walking toward the door. No, it wasn't even a sliding no. glass door. We thought it was. No, we, were... <laughs> we thought it was a sliding oh, no. glass door, and we were walking to the door, and like I swear to God, like one second before we hit the door, I was like, I should open this. Because... <laughs> Noel was like, man, if, uh, man, I, I almost ran right to this door. And he's like, he's like, damn, dude, I'm exhausted. And I was like, dude, if you didn't open that door, I would have ran right into it. <laughs> And I was oh driving. Yeah, dude. You're so tired, dude. Yeah, dude. We were exhausted. Dude, guys, if if you hear people say, oh, yeah, we got plenty of sleep during 48, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. If you I do a 48... Like you don't sleep. You don't sleep. All. The first time, Dude. the first time I did a forty-eight with you guys, uh, we were editing, and I was falling asleep. You were editing. I was, hell- yeah. I was just like consulting, I guess, and uh, and I was falling asleep. Like, Dude, just get some sleep. It's fine. I'll, I'll stay up and do it. I'm like, Are you sure, dude? Like, I like, I don't want you to fall asleep. And you're like, I'm sure, man. Just do it. I'm like, All right, just wake. Everybody wait. else was already yeah, asleep. Yeah, everyone's so gone. Tony did. Tony went home and went to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Jack- <laughs> 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 he didn't even stick. He was like, Yeah, I'm gonna go home. I'll be right there. And then we didn't, he didn't even mean didn't to him until fall the next asleep. day. Tony was saying that he sat down, he took a shower, he sat down putting on his pants. His pants were half on, he just. (laughs) (laughs) He woke up and he looked at his phone and was like, oh crap, it's already 10 in the morning. His pants are still like on his legs. This is, this is, and this is why, that specific thing is why whenever we do 48s, if you need to take a shower, you just do it at my house where we can all. You do it at home base. You never leave home base. Never leave home base. And uh, we got a buddy system. Don't ever go anywhere alone. Yeah. You will fall asleep. So he's like, yeah, dude, just go to sleep. It's fine. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I go to sleep. And then I wake up and I see uh, Danny's brother Chris, Chris Shepard. He's uh, he's like by the computer helping him, or like I don't know, maybe he's watching what you just did. And I was like, "Oh man, how long was I out?" And he's like, 15 minutes." I was like, <laughs> "Really?" Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> no, like, "God, I feel great. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get some sleep." Oh, how long was I out for? 15 minutes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I felt like a new man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It was wow. minutes. It was seriously one of those moments. I was like, "You're." And you're, you're screwing with me, right? <laughs> you're yanking my chain. You're plucking my tail feathers. What? <laughs> so anyway, uh, if you guys don't have 48-hour film festivals in your city, then just take it upon yourself to do it. Say, hey, get mm-hmm. some friends and say, hey, let's make a movie in 48 hours and see how well we can do. Because it really is trial by fire. Some of the best stuff that we've done was during a 48, and some of the biggest, best lessons we've learned is during a 48. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So... There you uh, go. 
48s. Oh. Filmmaking on steroids. Yeah. So we're on post-production now? I suppose. I suppose. I suppose. So during production, you do your filming. You go through your shot list. Uh, shot list is a list of all the shots you need to get that day. Shots, 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 and shots. And once shots, you learn, read up on filmmaking books, like uh, cinematography books specifically, because that definitely will help you a lot as any kind of crew member on set, I feel like. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you kind of understand what you need to look for mm-hmm. when you're filming something. Uh, different angles, different like shot sizes, and just a little bit of lighting in general, mm-hmm. and a bit of lenses. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you kind of need to know. I never even understood like the the importance of what angle you film at until I saw you like you you were editing videos and then mm-hmm. it shows different angles and it's like it completely changes the whole thing yeah. depending on what angle you use for when they're saying what it's it's crazy I never even like yeah. considered oh, so that So here's another little thing um I'm editing a lot of videos constantly like for class or for other friends and stuff and uh, Ashley usually sits behind me like on the couch just watching me edit and it's just because she's there. And when you sit behind someone watching someone edit, it definitely opens your eyes to what what kind of shots you need to get and like what different shots have different effects on what you're watching. Absolutely. I don't don't know how to explain it. No, I when you're I'm... when you're just a regular audience member sitting in a movie and you're watching a movie, you don't think about Now when I watch, I think about all of that stuff now. Exactly. Yeah, See? dude. It's no, like it's I, completely different now. Specifically after the first 48, I could never watch a movie the same yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. It's n- not the same. It's not the same. So, uh, when you're just a general audience member and you don't know anything about filmmaking, you're watching a movie, you just know the only thing you can answer about that movie is how that movie made you feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, one important thing that my professor, uh, David Wallman, always says, is he always asks, asks me, how does it make you feel? He always asks everyone that. How does it make you feel? It doesn't matter. Like, don't forget about all the technical stuff. Forget about all the, like, the process and mm-hmm. uh, how to make a film. And just tell me, how does it make you feel? Because that's the most important thing. If it doesn't make you feel the way that you meant it to feel, then you're not doing your job. So, the in the process of cinematography, specifically on set, when you're filming something, there are certain methods and different techniques to help you convey a certain feeling. Not even, even just cinematography, though, because I remember a while ago when you guys were doing, like, it was like a picture thing, and then... It's just no words, nothing. It's just pictures. How can you tell the story that's going on right now? It was you in front of the fire, mm-hmm. and like you were going off. Like I forgot what this was. No, it was Selena. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yes. You and Selena. Uh, I remember that. My friend and then, Selena. Yeah. Um, and then um, he was like, Ashley, tell me what what do you think? How do you feel when you see these pictures? And then like it's just a I, series of pictures. It was eight pictures, and oh, that's another cool thing you guys can try out when you're first starting out is. When you're telling story, filmmaking is about telling story and making the audience feel a certain way about that story. Mm-hmm. So one of the coolest things to do is to tell a story in just eight pictures, eight or ten pictures at most. And Film is, an, is a motion picture. So. It is. It is motion picture. So you're just selectively choosing what pictures you want the audience to see. Mm-hmm. So you go out, shoot a series of pictures, and then you pick which ones you want to put in order. And just from those pictures... Ask someone else who doesn't know anything about filming, or just like, ask your mom. Yeah. What? How does this make you ask feel? Ask your mom, bro. For, how about you ask your mom? <laughs> for for filmmakers out there who are making new to the medium, you always want to show, not tell. 
So mm -hmm. limit your dialogue as much as possible and see if you can tell your entire story without saying a single word or avoid as much dialogue as possible. Because, you know, people people are intelligent. They can pick up on things. Mm -hmm. and, and they fill in the blank with, like, their own personal story, too. Yep. Exactly. It's, like, hits, like, it yes. hits home. You'd be surprised how many times when you mute a, a short or a movie or something like that, everyone has something different to say about how that made them feel or like what kind of story is being told nice because it's all in your own personal experience with like what where you're drawing from with pictures like there are no sounds try and tell a story with no sound that's hard and that helps you choose or learn what angles and what shots you need to get to tell a certain story and that helps you on set yeah this all comes in also pre-production when you're planning out like what kind of things to film so on the day during production, you're there. All you're doing is just getting the shot because you already know what you want, mm -hmm. basically. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I want to. I want to. I want to. Zig, 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 zig. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to be my brother, you got to be my mother. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, hashtag like, if you want to be my brother you gotta like be my mother <laughs> hashtag if you want to be my brother you gotta be my mother okay uh, let's okay. get it trending on twitter right. oh, so I feel stupid. like we might sound like we're glancing by production pretty quickly and a lot of it was in pre-production but dude Production is a big part of filming. Production is filming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the part that people see. Yeah, it is the part that people but see. But the thing is, is like it has, it's constantly changing for us mm -hmm. specifically because we went from being zero budget filmmakers to, to slightly, <laughs> sorry, <Continue>. to slightly, <laughs> to slightly low budget filmmakers. <laughs> to, we went from we went from no budget to like Some budget. super low budget <laughs> no, <laughs> filmmakers. Not even like low budget in Hollywood by the way is like 10 million dollars. That's oh, low yeah. budget. That's indie budget. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're still so much less than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's super ultra mega uber low budget. Yeah. It's like sometimes we no, have we went, we went from, sometimes we don't. <laughs> we went from kids with a camera budget to no budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Kids yeah. from a camera budget to no budget. Yeah, we're Just still filmmakers no budget. with no budget. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> film like the aspect of onset filmmaking. There's so many different factors to it that mm -hmm. that we couldn't even begin to go over all of them. So at that's least that's where our process. practice comes in. Yeah. So after production, after you get all your shots you need, you're done filming. You go into post production. Post. Which the first thing in post production, technically in Hollywood, the first thing is syncing sound with the footage. Uh, which, if you didn't know, you film footage separately from the sound. So sound goes to a sound recorder, footage goes to camera. Go over our process. Because, again, these people yeah. are going... Are... So our process... I didn't mean actually, these people. I mean, <laughs> mean these people. <laughs> <laughs> actually, our process kind of differs every video. Because sometimes sound goes straight to the camera so we don't have to sync it. Mm -hmm. Other times... We do have to sync it. Anyway, sometimes we don't have sound. We just have music and sound effects. Exactly. <laughs> sometimes we just have footage. We don't need sound. Well, you'd need sound, but we don't have the sound. We'd do it after. Yeah, anyway. Death so, video, we didn't record on-set sound. Yeah. Our sound designer, our sound engineer, uh, Oscar Corral, went actually... Who killed it. Yeah, he yeah. went and created all the sound uh, sound effects, all the ambient noise, uh, the dialogue. He mixed all that. Like He did all that. Johnny Sikolinski, the amazingly talented Johnny Sikolinski, is back <laughs> and did our music for this one, too, which mm -hmm. he's so good. 
He's so good. So yeah. good. <laughs> so all the sound that we have in the Deadpool video was made in post. There you go. Sometimes you don't need a sound recorder on set. You know? Just depends don't. on the video. Yeah, just depends on the video. If you guys are worried about equipment, just use your phones. I was going to say, yeah, iPhone microphones are amazing. Yeah. Even the camera on the better iPhone. Better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, better than nothing. Literally, just use what you have. Yeah. Go out and do it. Yeah. Uh, so now we're in post-production. We have the footage. But I think we just go straight to editing. Yep. Like putting the pieces together. Mm. This is where you make the magic happen. Because it's funny because after filming, everyone thinks the filming is the hard part. Like, oh my god, there's so much going never, on on I set. I never realized how much was in editing until I watched. Like, that can make or break it. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. See, at the end of every shoot, it's funny because like I always hear people say, oh, okay, cool, the easy part's over. And we all look nah. at each other like, what? You <laughs> like, mean the filming wasn't the hard no. part? Filming is the easy part. Editing mm-hmm. is the hard part because that's literally where your movie is made. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the final that, draft of your movie. You got to find out if all that footage you got is, is good. good. Yeah. <laughs> there might be like there might See, be 35 can... shots of, of an actor doing a line, but there's only one that's good. So maybe the actor didn't or win the Oscar. It's the editor. Exactly. Oh, well, I never really thought of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I guess that's why they have an Academy Award just for editing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, uh, editing, really, if you could find someone else to edit for you, like the biggest thing that my professor, David Waldman, Professor David Waldman, uh, <laughs> always says is get, do not edit your own footage. You're going to be like too judgmental you'll be and you're going to Exactly. Because like, when you're on set and you're never going to be perfect. Yeah. Because you. you've been there on set, you know what's <laughs> going on. And, like, for example, for cinematography, like, you spend so much time getting this incredibly difficult shot, and, like, three or four hours go by, and you finally got the shot, you get to the edit, and you try and put the shot in, and it doesn't work. Like, it doesn't flow with the the way that the movie should flow, Mm -hmm. and it just feels like you threw it in there. You're going to have to take it out. But if you're editing your own footage... You're not going to want to throw it out. That's why you always get someone else to edit. So I always edit our footage. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. If you can. I also, I'm very protective of our stuff. I don't like anybody touching our footage. Yeah. I do not like anybody touching our footage. Because we have our own style that we're going for. Maybe it's because what we've been doing now is, is, again, just like smaller videos and stuff like that. Maybe when we start making bigger stuff, bigger short films. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of other great editors that we know. Yeah. They just don't have the style that we usually have. Yeah. And we, we, we have worked with other editors before. Yeah, yeah we have. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because when we work with other editors, they come in for a first draft and then they leave. Because then yeah. we tweak the final edit. Yeah. And then we refine it. Very true. But, you know, we're given the director's cut is mm-hmm. the thing. Um, mm-hmm. I can think that... Uh, that like being the actor, well, like being in doing Nightwing, and then editing, having to edit my performance in Nightwing was probably the worst experience ever. <laughs> like I hated editing my footage. Uh, yeah, you usually don't exactly don't edit your own footage. If you can get someone else to edit the footage, like but I don't think can't. it's as bad when I edit footage when With someone else is when editing. Jeremy captures yeah. the footage because me and Jeremy, the way we work on set is that we. We're, we're very much a team on set. And Jeremy's always the one behind the camera and then captures, all right, what do you think? It's great. Moving on. Or, you know, let's do it this way. Let's, let's, let's uh, you know, whatever. But 
whenever I'm in the scene, I'm seeing my performance. Like I always want to cut for my performance, and and also I'm always super critical of my performance, which sucks. Because every time I'm like, oh, that line was delivered very terribly. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely could have been. Oh man, there's no better takes. Crap. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that that's I can totally understand in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah, when you're the actor yeah. that you're editing. Mm-hmm. So after editing, which is a long and crazy process that we couldn't even begin to go over how you'd go about doing. Uh, we go on to sound, you music, visual, visual effects. effects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And all of those usually go on about the same time. Because mm-hmm. once you have the edit, mm-hmm. you lock it down. You don't change it anymore. Yep. So that way everyone else can do their jobs. So once the edit is done, you send off that, that cut that's locked down yep. to a sound person who does all the sound, to the composer who does all the music, and all of them are working to the same cut. Mm-hmm. So yep. nothing changes. Nothing is out of line. So, for example, in, in how we use it, we send, our, we send the cut off to Johnny, uh, John Sikolinski, who does our music. We send it off to him so he can do the music. We send off the same clip to, or the same, I guess, video to Oscar to do the sound, and then I take it into After Effects to do the visual effects. Mm-hmm. Which then, is my favorite part. And then <laughs> after all those are done, like everyone sends back, you know, their project files, and then we put it into one big movie file. So the sound file goes right underneath the video, music goes right underneath the sound, and then visual effects just go right on top of the video, and then put it all together. Lately, we've been giving the music to the sound guy to Oscar to uh, to mix it. Oh yeah, so can good. actually get the mix right because that's ex- that's a huge deal. Sometimes music's too loud, sometimes music's too yeah. quiet. This is mixing. Why- Sound editing and sound mixing are two different things, yeah. by yeah. the way. Yes. Oscar's mix was so good on Deadpool. Yeah. Like, super, I'm very proud super of him. good. Uh, that's why it. there's mm-hmm. also Academy Awards for just sound editing and sound, sound mixing. Because yep. they're yep. hugely What's important. What's the difference? The difference is sound editing is like, the, you're, you are the creator of the sound. So sound editing is... So if you need a gunshot, you go, like, for oh, instance, okay. this is a far-fetched example, but if you need a gunshot, you'll take, like, a microphone to a trash can and bang it or something okay, like that. Gotcha. But then the sound mixing... Yeah. So the sound... Okay, first of all, sound editing is the one who creates, like... Because mm-hmm. every movie has different sounds for the same thing. Mm-hmm. They create specific sound to make it, you feel a certain way. It yeah. all comes down to how does it make you feel. For example, like, gunshot sounds in, I don't know, 310 to Yuma are like awesome heart pounding yes but then gun sounds in con air <laughs> con air are completely different it just depends on what kind of movie you're making mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh so that's the edit once you have all the sound from the edit done you bring it into the mix which creates where the sounds are coming from like the levels of the sounds like depending how loud they are uh so like for instance if uh in the Star Wars video that we did, there's a, there's a shot where it's kind of close to us and we're doing the fighting and then mm-hmm. it kind of goes out and then the lightsaber hitting is a little bit more quieter because the, oh, it's yeah. further away. The yeah. perspective. Also, in the sound mixing, if you're doing stereo, then, which everyone has stereo, I guess, <laughs> watching on your phone or your computer or your headphones, you're going to have stereo left and right channels. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you have a car driving across the screen. The sound of the car engine starts mm. on the left side, and as it moves across the screen, you mix it to the right. Oh. Yeah, stereo, left and right. To um, the left, to the left. So, mixing. Oh, in the mix? So you have the sound effects, which, you know, just sound effects of stuff happening on screen, and then you have the music. 
which the composer did. So you, the composer sends the music to the sound mixer, who then mixes in how loud the music is compared to everything else. Okay, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's sort of our filmmaking process. 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 Uh, process. And the process is ever-evolving. We're changing it every day. And let's move on to the final topic, because we are... Like, totally, totally behind. Running out of Yeah, time. we are totally, totally behind. So, <clears throat> 24. Uh, so, rapid, it's that, it's that, it's your favorite time of the day. <laughs> rapid, rapid fire. fire. Questions from Twitter. So, Keanu. Keanu, wow. <laughs> so, um, I, I feel like that's going to be the know what killed the dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Colton Schnepf uh, at the, the C. John Schnepf. Wick? Asks us, what's the last comic you read? No. Last comic I read was Red Hood and the Outlaws issue. Shit. I don't remember the <laughs> issue. I don't remember the issue. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Nightwing year one. Hush. Hella. Yeah. Yeah. Sin City. Who was your role model going up, growing up? No. Elvis Presley. Uh... Damn, there's so many. Uh, Do they I, have to be famous, or can no, it be my no. mama? I can definitely be your mama. My mama. Um, <laughs> your mom was also my role model. What? Oh. <laughs> Beautiful. Jeremy, who was your role model growing up? Uh, it's, oh, jeez, I don't know. Bruce Lee. Yeah, my role model nice. has changed depending on the circumstance of my life, but uh, the one that's been very consistent has been Bruce Lee. Uh, what are your favorite comic book story arcs? Mine is probably Death of the Family. Yep. Death in the Family. Death in the Family? Yeah. Oh, agreed. I'm reading that right now. It's crazy. Nice. Crazy. Okay. Uh, Hush. C- Civil War is also awesome, but yeah, Civil War is Death good. in the Family. I like the the Hush's art, nice. but I don't, I don't know. I'm st- I have to finish this, this one right now, but uh, it's, I really liked Hush, too. Hush? Oh, I'm it was sorry. amazing. That came from... Um, uh, the what? Uh, who was your role model? Was Jimmy Neutron? Nice. <laughs> uh, at Gim Gimbiffy. How funny would it have been G- if I said Jimmy Neutron? Not even. <laughs> uh, and Jimmy Neutron. The what? Your favorite story arcs was at Jason. Jason T X D D. So Jason Todd with an X instead of no. Gotcha. Uh, Jeremy, Jason did you Derula. answer your favorite comic arc? Uh, Death and Family. Death and Family. Uh, I'm not going to ask this one. Uh, Cameron Perkins uh, at Perkins underscore Cameron asks, "What killed the dinosaurs?" <laughs> um, the the Ice Age. Yep, <laughs> the Ice Age. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, so well, I think that was that question was specific. Yeah, that was yeah. Specific. Jeremy, for you. I don't think so. Do I don't it. know what it is. I don't. I, would, I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wasn't there. I don't know. Dude, when we when we eventually launch our thing, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tier, and you're okay. gonna do it. Okay. I'll launch so, uh, Glacio Black uh, at Tanner Bleakley asks, cheesecake or pie? Cheesecake all day. Cheesecake. Pie. What? I'm lactose intolerant, so pie. Oh, your life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, New York cheesecake. Dude. Ricky Leva at main underscore of underscore morrow asks possible opportunity to audition for videos, become a regular, etc. Maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. We do have casting calls. We do. We do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
Oh, that, that's too broad for what we're doing right now. Sorry, Amanda. Um, so, so Justin Reese at just D five, three, nine asks, wondering any advice for amateur writer who wants to make a feature length film fan film. Um, if I had to give some advice in just a sentence, uh, get permission first. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like <laughs> as, as self-explanatory as that, not self-explanatory as uh, as obvious as that advice yeah. should be that for sure. You, also, just so you guys know, a feature-length film is incredibly hard work. Yes. We already put in a lot of work for these minute-long stuff. Yeah. Just so you know. You'll be working years if you have no budget on a fan film. And you guys try to get your fan film's budget via crowdfunding. It's very, very dangerous. Not like dangerous, dangerous, but like you can get shut down at any moment. Mm -hmm. That was a threat that we were constantly worrying about while we were making Nightwing. We have friends who their fan films have gotten shut down. So, you know, something to to be cognizant of. Uh, I'd say first and foremost, get permission to do it and get permission to do a crowdfunding campaign and then go from there. The best advice I can give you is ask yourself, is this a movie you would want to watch? Because if not, change it, dude. Like you, it's, you're gonna constantly be going through that, but like if if it's not something, if some line sounds cheesy, you're like, I don't want to see him say that, then change it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Favorite editing VFX, uh, sound effects programs, Jeremy. Sound effect program? Yeah. I use Adobe Audition just because it comes in the Creative Suite. Yeah. Uh, and I subscribe to that, the Creative Cloud from Adobe. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I did have a choice, I'd probably use Pro Tools. Yeah, Pro we, Tools. We predominantly use Adobe. Like we edit in Premiere, Adobe. and I do visual effects and After Effects, and uh, Jeremy uses Audition for Sound. And then I watch the videos. And she watches the videos. Yeah. There we go. We're a big happy team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How is the writing yeah. process? Script writing, and do you guys get writer's block? This comes from Comic Book Craze at Comic Book Craze with two Z's at the end. Yes, we do get writer's block. That's what the gym is for. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, if I, I couldn't tell you how many times I get writer's block, uh, it's usually when I try to think of an idea and then it just comes to me. That, that's usually the thing where I'm like, anytime I'm not thinking of an, of an idea, it comes mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, I don't have writer's block because I don't write. That's right. You left? That's uh, right. I left. <laughs> I left. Jeremy's art comes in the crafting of the piece, not in the... Story development, would you say? Yeah. But you always give us amazing insight on story, too, of, like, Very true. stuff that's wrong or stuff that you want to see or how it serves the story. Like, your opinion is invaluable in that circumstance. Oh, yeah. Just because you don't write doesn't mean you don't contribute Fun to Fun fact, guys. The reason why Barbara's computer, or no, Nightwing's computer was named Oracle was Jeremy. Yeah, that was all Jeremy's idea. Huh. That's just one of the many ideas oh, yeah. Jeremy had on Nightwing. But, anywho, I digress. Uh, <laughs> um... Mason Bullers at Bowler64 asks, where do you want your versions of Nightwing and Red Hood to go? I can't tell you that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mason. That's you'll, classified. You'll just have to wait and see. It's classified. <laughs> Kill yourself! Kill yourself! <laughs> Sorry, you're allergic to bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> How did you come up with the name Ismahawk? It was my gamer tag in high school. It's uh, hawks are cool birds. 
<laughs> and uh, and Isma is the prefix, uh, the Persian prefix for Ismail, which were the actual original name for the people who became the assassins, the original word assassin, which is derivative Ooh. of the Persian word hashishian or hashashin, which means someone who smokes pot and then kills people. Smokes that good, good? Something like that. <laughs> Something, Something like that. Good, good. I have a family member who wrote a book on it. Pigeon. That is oh. sticky. It's my pigeon. Um, <laughs> Nick... At Nick the Nick guy asks, <laughs> awesome name, dude. Uh, you on that loud? What? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Ask Tony that. Ooh, ooh this is a good uh, one. This, dude, we can, have, we can have an entire topic on this. So I don't know if we want to answer that here. Are comic book deaths now a pointless plot point? Yeah, oh. Do we want to answer this now? Because that's a good one. I do want to answer this now. What were we going to say? I'm saying, like, they always come back. Yeah, I know. Every time. Commit to a death. Yeah, comic book deaths are completely meaningless. They Unless, committed like, to Kid Flash's death. The best death that happened in mm. comics. I mean, technically, it's well, his, I, his death. Just, He's not coming back. Yeah. The best death in comics was Jason Todd's death because it yes. lasted. They had no intention of bringing him back until, like, 20, 20 years later. If you read Hush, he... Spoiler alert for Hush, Jesus Christ, it came out in 2006. <laughs> Read it or don't. You've had enough time. Okay, spoiler alert for Hush. Are you, did you finish reading yeah, Yes, I finished. finished. Okay, just making sure. Uh, didn't want to ruin that for you. It's not like Jason Todd pops up in that arc, and that's where everybody started freaking out about Jason Todd again. But it wasn't Jason Todd. Yeah. It was Clayface fucking yeah. with Batman yeah. and pretending to be Jason Todd. All but- a ruse by the Diddler. <laughs> but then, but then the everyone diddler. liked it so much that they made it so that it was Jason, right? That under the hood was, oh, and they actually changed the storyline and said that that it actually was Jason who came temporarily to come mess with him and then just dipped out. Which I don't like that I very don't like much. That but I guess I guess it's fair. Yeah. Um. So Jeremy, are comic book deaths pointless? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen the campaign to save Constantine after NBC canceled it? What would you think of it going to the CW? Guys, I haven't seen Constantine. I'm sure it's awesome, but I have literally no opinion. I, I can't advocate for something I haven't seen. Same. Yeah, I've never, I haven't Same. watched it. I haven't really had any desire to watch it. Not that I think it's going to be a bad show, but I don't really like the character. Well, it doesn't before. have Keanu. 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 <laughs> Wait, what was Constantine on? Constantine. Constantinople ABC? was NBC? on yeah, Constantinople. NBC. And he's all like because we don't have we don't have Keanu anymore. He's not like, yo, <gasps> demons from hell. I need to get the devil out of you. Whoa. The power of Christ compels you. Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> what up? <laughs> Wild stallions. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, uh, Anybody have any more opinions on that? No, not really. <laughs> not about sums it up. Ooh, what do you want to see in what do you want to see in Marvel Spider-Man movie? I'm sorry, I'm forgetting to shout out your guys' names. Really sorry about that, guys. That's F uh, Fawad underscore D. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, guys. <laughs> sorry. What was the uh, question? What do you want to see in Marvel Spider-Man movie? Uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, I would like to see <laughs> Spider-Man. I would like to see a villain that we haven't seen on screen yet in, in film. Ooh. And I include Venom in that because they didn't do Venom very well. Mm-hmm. I want to see Venom. I want to <laughs> see Venom. I'd like to see a sick-ass carnage. Bro, you're telling me that Eric Foreman isn't isn't a good Venom? <laughs> <laughs> That's not his name. <laughs> Eric Foreman. It's, it's Foreman. <laughs> Eric Foreskin? Okay, what? I'm sorry. Yeah. Eric Foreshadow. <laughs> I want to see. I just want to see an awesome Spider-Man movie. And yeah, me too. A story an that maybe we haven't seen. Spider-Man. 
movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Doodle. No, oh, I know what I want to see. One villain. That yeah. would be sick. That would be so awesome. Just one villain. Venom. Then I want to see Venom done right. Same. Mm-hmm. And then spent the next movie can be Carnage. That like okay. that's what it needs to be. That's why they haven't done it already. Is preposterous. Do it. What are your guys' daily routines? This is another one from Cameron Perkins. Was it? What is your What are your guys' daily routine? That's personal, guys. To get ready in the morning. (laughs) There's a lot of. We go to the gym. I go to the gym every day, so that's a part of my daily routine. Um, I feel like my routine changes every semester because sometimes. I don't wake up till like 3 p.m. <laughs> Dude, there was that one day you didn't wake up until 7 p.m. and it yeah. blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you know, back in high school, I used to go to school like 5 in the morning. No, it actually started 7 in the morning. Slept straight up to school time. Went home from school, took a nap till like maybe 9. Woke up and played Modern Warfare till like 7 in the morning and went straight back to school. Bro. What the fuck? <laughs> you That's- have you have tin foil on your window so that you don't get an like an ounce of sunlight in your room. No wonder You're you right. sleep till the Jesus. Hey, <laughs> man, I have a reason for that. The sun rises on my side of the room and the it's sun hot. rises. Dude, I slept in your room one time when we were making the costumes for for Nightwing. And when I woke up, I was like, God, I feel terrible. And then, like, yeah, you're confused. And I was like, God, I feel so terrible. And I look at my watch, and it's 11.30 p.m. (laughs) And I'm like, holy crap, it's 11.30. Jeremy, wake the fuck up. (laughs) And he's like, this kid can sleep for hours. Oh, my God. When I was working at Planet Hollywood in the valet, Mm -hmm. it's always a joke that if I didn't get more than 12 hours of sleep, then I'm not getting enough sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Alex at uh, Dick Grayson with no I and no A. DCK Grayson. Um, (laughs) I know what it's supposed to be. Uh, Asks us, what's the best part of making all the cool videos that you guys make? Making them with my friends. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I love love acting in our videos, and when I'm not acting, visual effects are my favorite part. You hear me? Cinematography. Uh, seeing the reaction. Oh, seeing the reaction a is a big one. Good Dude, a lot answer. of people don't know this. I have crippling anxiety uh, the night, the night, the full day before we launch a video. Crippling anxiety. Like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> and then when the oh. video comes out. And then it's okay. I no. mean, if the video is doing well, then it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I got over it pretty quick after Deadpool because the reactions were pretty good. But, like, when we came out with our... Uh, our uh, Link versus Marth video. I did not feel too great about that. <laughs> did you hear his estimate, like his his guesstimate on how many views he thought that oh. that <laughs> it, Deadpool was gonna get? He was like, I think maybe by the end of the week we'll get how many did you say? Twenty thousand. No, I was like fifty thousand or something. No, like you that. said Jesus twenty thousand. Come on, man. And then <laughs> it got like how many seventy in the first seventy thousand in the first day? More yeah. plus. It was like. 70, 80,000 in the first 24 hours. Yeah, it was, was over like, 100,000 yeah, you, you were sorely mistaken. <laughs> I think we underestimated how much you guys were going to love that video. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. How much the internet's loving that video. It's gotten stolen so many times that I guess I should be flattered. Yeah, it's and almost not flattering. Really pissed <laughs> off, but yeah. Dude, there was, it was on Imgur, and it got a million views on Imgur. Someone like made a GIF, the entire video into a GIF, and it got a million views. God damn. God. That that brought the crippling anxiety back. <laughs> I was like, so we didn't get any of those views. Some gif on Imgur got a million views. <sighs> God damn it. 
<sighs> really could have used those views. Gert uh, derp it. So, uh, if you, I was talking to my friend, and then because like I talk, I advocate for you guys a lot. Oh. And then I was talking to my friend, and I, I forgot who it was, but they were like, I was on this website, and then I saw a GIF of of your boyfriend and his his work and everything. And then I was like, wow. And then they they recognized Aww. you guys. Like, I thought it was so nice. That's nice. That is pretty cool. I, I, like, I like it when that happens. Same Thank you for advocating for us. Um, at Cam the Man. Nope. Sorry, Cam. We already answered your question. Uh, David De La Tour. At David 240. 20,049 <laughs> asks, what are your favorite color? My favorite color is white. Red. Red. Green. If I can Are tell. Are you sure it's red? <laughs> if I can tell. Red, it's red. but maybe it's I brown. Like it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Actually, I don't know. that he's... This looks yeah. brown to me right now. It's... This is... What color are my pants, bro? Pink? <laughs> Was that a legitimate answer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it red or yeah. orange? Hella red. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. It's, it's straight, straight up pink, red. orange-ish. Pink? <laughs> pink? This is Wait. like a plum slash like I guess this that is could, not plum. Well, okay, maybe not plum. What color like, is this? It's like a purple. It's like a purplish. My professor David Waldman <laughs> always plays a game with me. Every time I see him, it's like, "Hey Jeremy, I like your blue shirt." I look down, it's gray, <laughs> or is it? I don't know. <laughs> what like, color what? shirt are you wearing now? Blue. Yeah. Okay. Good boy. Okay. <laughs> oh man. He everywhere we go, he'd be like, he'd point at something. He's like, "Jeremy, what is that color?" <laughs> it's like. Waldman, it's grass. I know it's green. <laughs> <laughs> I thought pants were, uh, jeans were purple until I was 17. Are you for real? And, oh I, and, I, thought, and I thought blue jeans were just a type of jeans. Are you blue. serious? Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> Did you think that you were wearing purple jeans the whole time? I thought everybody wore purple jeans. Nobody ever talked about what color you jeans You have were. to be fucking with me right <laughs> now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not because whenever someone's like, oh, he's wearing blue jeans, I thought those were just specifically jeans that were blue. And did they look any different from the normal jeans that you were seeing? No. Or did you? <laughs> <laughs> no. But oh, that's crazy. Usually, oh usually like, that's crazy. I guess I was like, I guess that's purple. I'm flabbergasted. That's crazy. Or I guess, that, I guess that's blue. I, I guess I just, I, wow. Colorblind, that blows oh my, my mind, dude. Yeah, dude, it's a disability. Yeah, Stop bro. making fun of my disability. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Doyle at RPX Doyle asks... Which Marvel phase Adoyle three rules? <laughs> As which are which phase three Marvel movie are you looking forward to the most and why? Civil War, bro. Civil yes. War. Yes. Civil War. Hella. Iron Man. That that's the Mar- That's the Avengers movie I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Um, Infinity you? Wars is gonna be sick, but Civil For War. For which one? What? Who? What? Marvel phase three movies. Ant Man. Well, Ant-Man's um, actually technically part of Phase 2, I found that out. Really? Yeah, it's the end of Phase 2, which is weird, I thought. Ant-Man is the end of Phase 2. Yeah. Okay. I thought the same thing, Jeremy, trust me. <laughs> See, this goes into our discussion last week about um, Age of Ultron. Like, that should be the end of Phase, yeah. of a phase Every- which is the culmination of everything. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Is Ant-Man's going to be in Civil War, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. He should. From, just I, from my understanding, I don't think everyone. he's gonna have to be a major character, but I think he's gonna be in there. A cameo, probably. Um, no, that's a, That could be a big topic. Uh, we already answered that one. Favorite superhero game um, was asked already. We answered that a few weeks ago. So there are a lot of them, but it's interesting. You guys must be in sync because you guys are. Bye bye bye. <laughs> uh, you guys are asking a lot of the same questions. So. Uh, yeah, that's 
That's it for rapid fire. That that's it for this week's rapid fire. Right. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for participating. Keanu. <laughs> Man. I just remember him saying Socrates the whole time. Socrates. Socrates. What? Oh, that's right. Instead of Socrates, Socrates. Wow. Napoleon. <laughs> hey. They just gave him like whatever name like acts like. <laughs> Accentuated his accent is like uh, Socrates. Socrates. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Socrates. Uh, that's awesome. Testicles. Um, oh. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in to this episode of Hawk Talk. Not our funniest episode, but definitely our most informative. <laughs> if you want to talk to us more and be our friend, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Danny Lachef. Noel is at Nola Chef. Ashley is at Ash Marie's. With two Z's. With two Z's. And what, two you Z's. guys are just a two match Z's. made in heaven. And Jeremy is at Jeremy Lee with three Y's. Follow us on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, make sure to send it to us uh, via Twitter. Uh, we read all of our tweets. And uh, you can also send it to ismahawk at gmail.com. Make sure you guys like us on Facebook. That's a big deal. Like us on Facebook. Do that stuff. Do Facebook, that. Do that. We're starting to post a lot more <laughs> cool stuff on our Facebook, and we're going to try to be like super active on there. So you guys are going to see more behind-the-scenes stuff. You guys are going to hopefully be a little bit more interactive than a lot of the other stuff we've been doing. We're, trying to, we're changing up our game. We're trying to make it easier and better for you guys. Hell so, yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, let us know in the comments... What you guys, what minute matchup characters do you think me, Noel, and Tony could play? Uh, you can say Jeremy too, but I doubt we can get him in front of the camera if we tried. We can try so hard and we can get so far, but in the end it won't even matter. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter. Even matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, let us know who, what character we want to play. And what, what characters do you think that we would be really great at playing? And you can say Nightwing and Redhead, but we'd like to hear what else we yeah, can play. Yeah, we're sure we're going to get a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. That's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. <laughs> well, so I guess, I guess we'll see you guys later.